Welcome to Monk's Tape. Hello, everyone. This is Corey McCarthy, your host of Monk's Take. We are now in, we're going to switch things up. We're going to do something a little different today for season two, episode five. We have our first athlete that we've ever had on our podcast. We have Lydia Dexter, a women's lacrosse player here at St. Joe's. Lydia, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I do have to give uh, Patrick Kelly a little bit of a shout out for slipping my name in there. And I know he was waiting for a little one. So thank you, Pat Kelly. He didn't have to wait long. That was very quick. <laughs> no, he didn't, yeah. That was good. Yeah, Pat, Pat <laughs> Kelly, a men's basketball player, senior, also an intern for us in the sports information office. So really good guy. So so Lydia, you, you showed uh, you know, you showed some interest in doing a podcast. Just kind of talk about like your interest in podcasts, what podcasts you listen to, and uh, you know, why you think your story should be told. <laughs> <laughs> well, not that I have a incredibly interesting story, but I do like to mix it up from the monogamous playlist in my headphones and I like to listen to your podcast and really just different perspectives from people in general from all different topics sports travel food bad diets bad workouts sciencey things you know I just like hearing different people discuss things and kind of cut to the chase and I think it's just an interesting way to learn more and just kind of hear what people have to say. Yeah, it's definitely a different medium that probably is, I'll be honest, it surprised me a little bit that I heard that college students were listening to podcasts because <laughs> when, when they first came out, I was kind of like, well, I don't know if that's going to catch on for this age group, but it seems like it has and a lot of people are doing it. Even college students here at St. Joe's are doing some of their own podcasts, which is pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So Lydia, you, you've taken an interesting path to come to St. Joe's. Mm -hmm. um, you, you were a, a, obviously a standout athlete in high school, uh, Mesolonsky, and you decided to go to UMaine your yep. freshman year uh, yep. to play field hockey. Mm -hmm. And then you transferred after one year. You went to Salisbury University mm -hmm. uh, down in Maryland, correct? Yep. And that wasn't a fit for you, and nope. you decided to come back to Maine, and fate brought you back here to St. Joseph's College, which wasn't your original plan. Let's kind of talk about your your road a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so like you said, thanks for saying I was a standout athlete. I don't know about that. I had a lot of them around me, which definitely made me a better player in high school. And I think I, starting off in high school, I was very fortunate to have a prestigious club field hockey team kind of in my backyard with some awesome coaches, uh, Brian and Amy Bernacci and Katie McCabe. They're, they're big field hockey names in Maine. And you know, they really got me started with field hockey and just awesome coaches and mentors. So my head kind of started in field hockey and, you know, they were giving a lot of girls opportunities to play in college. And so once I started up with them, I got the opportunity uh, to play at the University of Maine and I kind of jumped on that the first chance I could. And I learned a lot at UMaine. And again, I had a great great coaches at UMaine, great mentors. And, you know, they, they taught me a lot about the game and just uh, gave me a little bit more of a competitive edge, I think, that year at Maine because I just saw other athletes and how hard they trained all year and all of that great stuff. So, but I just, it wasn't a great fit for me at Maine. You know, I didn't think really what I wanted academically at the time, uh, 
maybe the location. I, I wanted to be a little bit closer to an urban place. And, you know, I was just struggling a bit and I wanted to go somewhere warm. I just wanted to get out of Maine. That was my mindset at the time. And had a couple schools that I was looking at, talking to the coaches, a couple things fell through. So I just kind of randomly fell upon Salisbury. And like I said, like you said, it wasn't a great fit for me there. But, you know, again, I had great coaches there. And I think at University of Maine, something that I saw from the coaches was just how tactical coaches can be and how much time they put into athletics. And, you know, just like, my coach at the University of Maine, I felt, devoted her life to coaching us and being better athletes and people. And I think that that made me a better athlete and made me want to work harder. And then when I went to Salisbury, there was a really strong field hockey culture there. And the team was just a great unit and very cohesive. And so I think I saw like different parts of different athletic programs and then you know, it wasn't a great fit for me. I was super homesick. Again, I just think I was jumping around. But yeah, when I came back to Maine, I was thinking, you know, I'll just go to USM because I was just like, I don't know what to do. Mm. Um, my two older brothers went to USM. They seemed to enjoy it. And I wanted to play lacrosse and I wanted to be at a school where I could be a two-sport athlete. But um, went to USM one day to check it out, kind of seal the deal. And then I was with my mom and we were just like, oh, well, St. Joe's is down the road. Let's just go take a ride over there and just kind of came to this quaint little campus on Sebago Lake and really liked it, met the coaches, was into it and made the decision to come here and I've loved it ever since. So you, you came here basically over Christmas break, right? Yeah. Like it was probably, nobody was around. Nope, no one was around. So you, you just, you fell in love with the campus and the location and... And you decided to go a different route than USM. Yes, I did. Yeah, I, I liked kind of just the small campus feel and it. All the coaches just seemed really excited and it just seemed like a awesome academic and athletic place to be. And I was sold. So then fate took you in a different direction. Yeah. Almost immediately, uh, you, you go skiing mm -hmm. and things, uh, no pun intended, go downhill. Yep, things go downhill from there. Um, right before I was like, all right, I'm going to St. Joe's. That's my decision. And I was skiing and I tripped myself up a little bit and I hurt my knee and my hip. So I had a slight MCL tear and labral tear, but I was just so excited to get back into athletics. And I was just like, I need to play, I need to play. Mm. So that season I was just like, whatever, I'll suck it up. And I had, I was playing with those two tears. And towards the end of the season, I ended up just taking a wrong step and tearing my ACL. So that summer, right after I did that, I had to get my ACL repaired right away, but I had also torn my hip labrum. So I needed to do both surgeries, but I had to get the ACL out of the way. So I was coming to play both sports, but that fall, I wasn't able to play field hockey because of the injury. And then right after I recovered from the knee injury, I went and headed I went ahead and got the hip surgery just because something I just had to get out of the way. So that whole year, I was not eligible to play because of those injuries. And then this summer, you know, everyone got sent home from COVID. So I kind of had to make the decision, you know, two surgeries in, my body's feeling it, and mm. I, I'm trying to get back. And 
ideally I would like to be playing both sports here, but I just felt for my team and for myself and for my coaches, I really couldn't give everything into both sports. Physically and mentally, I just don't think I was there. So I was just like, I got to choose one. I can't really train for both at this point, and I don't want to get hurt again. And, you know, I was just really, it was a tough decision for me, but I decided that I was just going to put everything I had into lacrosse, and that's kind of mm. where I am right now, and it's going good so far. Now, that's interesting. What So what draws you to lacrosse? I mean, college sports, uh, field hockey was what you were probably mainly recruited for mm -hmm. and what you ended up doing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but what, what about lacrosse is kind of like the draw yeah, for you? Yeah, great question. I was actually, I feel like senior year of college is kind of a reflective time. <laughs> and so I've been reflecting back. And in high school, I had a blast playing lacrosse. We went to three state championships. We won one. You know, we had a great group. I was just around a lot of awesome competitive athletes, and I loved it. But, you know, I already was a field hockey player. That's how I identified myself. And I had great field hockey mentors and coaches going back to that club that I had. And I think, you know, that's why I chose field hockey because I had such great coaches that were so competitive and made me a better player and invested in me as a person. And then once I was, I had these injuries and I was in the position I am now, I think I realized Maybe it wasn't necessarily field hockey that I love so much. It was just that competitive environment, and I was around people and really just really awesome mentors and coaches. And so overall, I'm just a competitive person, and I just want to play sports and do anything. And I think maybe looking back at looking at both sports from a different angle, I enjoy lacrosse a little bit more. Okay. And, and maybe field hockey became – at your previous stops, a bit of a job. Like D1 is a different animal, right? Mm -hmm. Almost completely. Mm -hmm. Salisbury, a, a nationally renowned field hockey program, very, yep. very strong. Um, but I, I can I can uh, relate with, I think, the direction you've headed here for lacrosse. Yeah. Now, I, I remember your injury that year in, in the game. It was a playoff game. Mm -hmm. And that was, I mean, I think all of us in the press box at that time thought, you know, this it's this game's over <laughs> because you were such a huge part of the team on the draw in the midfield. Like, and then when you went out, it was just like a whole window went out of our sails. Yeah. Yeah. Same for me, but you know, it happens. Yeah. It happens a lot. And that, that was a good year for that program. It was kind of a, you know, they're in between a little bit, but I think they're on the rise again. The, the women's lacrosse program under Dave Keenan, yep. who was first year as a head coach last year, got cut short by COVID. But I know he's done a great job with the team and, and recruiting, especially. Mm -hmm. Talk about Coach Keenan and, and uh, his influence on you. Yeah, um, I have a very close, great relationship with Coach Keenan. And I think he probably has a huge part in me deciding to go forward with the program just because he's so passionate about building it up. And Coach Keenan is another one of those guys that is just so competitive, he can't even help it. And he's just mm -hmm. willing to do anything in order to win. But he's also invested a lot in his players and the people they are. And I have a lot of respect for that as well. And yeah, we have some great recruits coming in, a lot of talented freshmen. And I can see where his head's at and 
you know, just really ramping it up. And Rupert Lewis did a great job with the program, too. I mean, I wouldn't wish upon my worst enemy to be coaching two, be a head coach for two college sports at one mm. time. I just think that's a lot. So we were really fortunate to have Coach Keenan step in and kind of take that role. And, you know, I've had a lot of fun with him. We just kind of combine ideas and we talk lacrosse a lot. And, yeah, he's just a great guy. And I really like where this program is headed with him. Yeah, Dave was was a was a good find for our department in a lot of ways, <clears throat> but he you can tell when he's talking that he just has passion yes, for, for sure. what he's doing, mm-hmm. and, and that that comes out right away and very clearly. Uh, so let's talk about your your background and and your family and obviously a very athletic family. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of your brothers, Sam and Jake, played baseball at USM. All Americans went on to play pro ball. Uh, you know, and your older sister was an athlete. Uh, you know, your parents are athletes. Just just talk about, you know, growing up in that environment. I mean, and also, you know, how did you choose lacrosse over, you know, softball, which is obviously yeah. the equivalent to what baseball would be in the spring? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun growing up the way we did. Uh, my dad is a college football coach at Colby, so we kind of had free reign on the campus whenever we wanted. We, we really utilized that facility and the field, and we were so fortunate. <laughs> to have that. So we spent a lot of time, you know, just playing amongst each other. And my brothers and my sister, they're all just super competitive, passionate, and very disciplined athletes. And I think I saw that growing up, you know. I think that they're all very naturally athletic, but it's not like they just woke up like that. They they mm. really, really worked hard for what they achieved. And um, I think I saw that growing up that 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 is what is going to have to be done in order to have any just minuscule athletic success is just a lot of hard work. And um, my dad and mom are super athletic, just fun parent. I, I just overall feel very fortunate about the way I was brought up. And, you know, it was revolved around sports, but I think my dad's been a coach for so long and the NASCAR's kind of interesting. They usually play like an eight or nine game season and they don't really have a playoff. So mm. it's not like he was ever playing for a national championship sort of thing or like this big playoff victory. You know, every year he just had these games he would play. So he always talked about from a coaching perspective, uh, you know, building athletes' characters and what he mm. could do as a coach and sort of the life lessons you learn in athletics. So I've always looked at sports from that angle, you know, I have so much fun and I have competing, but I also feel like I get so much out of athletics. And I think that's from the way I was brought up and just what my brothers and sisters and parents kind of showed me. And that's pretty cool. It's funny you, you, that you bring up the, the NESCAC football kind of setup where they don't have a, a tournament. They don't go right. to the national tournament. Mm-hmm. And, and there's some, obviously some really good programs in that, in that conference. Um, so that, that, lended to you having a different perspective and probably not taking things for granted along the way. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's just something that definitely we had to recognize, like, you know, doesn't that get old? Mm. (laughs) I would ask my dad that, but I think he sees these men come back 10 years and they say, you know, Coach Dexter, this, this, and this, you know, changed my life. And something that I, you know, I've, definitely thought about being a coach in the near future and a possible career path for me. And I think 
every coach, you're, you're not always going to win the national championship. I think that's something you have to wrap your head around. So what can you do to the players to make them better people? And I think looking back at all these experiences I've had at all these schools, you know, what can I take away? And at UMaine, you said Division One is was kind of like a job. It was really hard, and it was really hard, but I think that also taught me discipline here. You know, we're not forced to practice twice a day. Sometimes, you know, have a lift and then go condition and then run mm -hmm. to practice. None of that is really mandatory in Division Three, but I can take that away, and then maybe I can take that away further in my life. You know, things aren't always going to be mandatory, but if you want to be better at A, B, or C, what do you have to do? What, what's your major? Exercise science. Okay, well, yep. that that makes sense. What yep. is your what is your long term goal for that <laughs> for that major? I would like to coach in the long term, but um, you know, I I have different things on my agenda right now. I'm getting my real estate license, kind of as a plan B, and then a C. I'd like to get a teaching abroad certification. Hmm. You know, I have different things that I would like to do, but long term i would like to be a head coach for a program somewhere have you done any coaching like youth league or anything like that for the sports you play yeah i've helped out coaching and uh the club i play for i've helped out coaching and i'm actually gonna i was planning on helping out last spring at the lake region high school okay. uh, girls lacrosse team but obviously their season got canceled and then this year we're still going forth with that plan for me to be the assistant coach there, but uh, everything's so up in the air right now, right. but I do have plans to do that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely a learning experience. Definitely. And if you can coach while you're playing in, in some capacity, mm -hmm. you learn a lot. And I think you better yourself as an athlete too, at the same time. Yeah. So that, that's an interesting way to go about it. So, so talk um, <clears throat> about what it was like to, uh, you know, watch your brothers have the success they did at USM. Now, uh, full disclosure, I'm a former assistant baseball coach here <laughs> at St. Joe's. And so, the, you know, the USM St. Joe's games, USM got the better of us more often than not. Um, but I'm always a good rivalry. Uh, coach Flaherty is a terrific coach, as is Coach Sanborn. Uh, so just just talk about following their baseball careers at USM. I, I remember, I'll, I'll, I promise I'll let you answer the question. Mm -hmm. um, but when, when Sam graduated, or when Sam was a junior, I was like, oh, one more year. And then here comes Jake, and it's like seven years of, of some Dexter being on USM and All-American status. It's, it's, it was just, it was a lot. And they both had terrific careers. And I know the podcast isn't about them, but I just want to know what your, you know, your perception is because they, they did have really outstanding careers. Yeah, they definitely did. Um, it was a lot of fun watching them, first and foremost, and... You know, it was just, it was really cool as a family to watch them be so successful and have so much fun with their team. And, you know, I, I always almost envied them watching their games because they did just look like they were having so much fun. And mm. it was awesome celebrating with them as a family. And I would say there was a little bit of pressure felt too that I wanted to do as well as them. But my parents... I think did a great job never ever putting that sort of pressure on me and my sister was a great athlete but didn't go the college athlete route and she was traveling the world and doing all these amazing hmm. volunteer experiences and that was also highly celebrated 
So I think I, my parents did a great job and my siblings of just, you know, celebrating all different things. But it was back to my brothers, you know, it was obviously spectacular watching them do that. And they're still playing. And it was all, they're also very humble and hard, very hard workers. So, yeah. you know, I think that that just made me a better athlete. And hopefully I can reflect that to some of my teammates because they're pretty outstanding athletes, but they're also really good guys. So, so give me something that you're better than them at, either athletically <laughs> or a board game oh, or something gosh. that, you know. Scrabble. They might... Scrabble. Yes? Yeah, I am better at than Sam at Scrabble. Boomer, I don't know. Jake could probably beat me at Scrabble. And honestly, that might be. Maybe Yahtzee. I don't know. Uno. Any game that just involves no skill and luck. Okay. To so be honest. So you're luckier. Yeah, I might be a little luckier, and I, I might have a few more words in my arsenal, but okay. any, like, hand-eye, athletically involved anything, I'm going to take the L. Ah. Yeah, and they're not going to give me any wins for sympathy. No, no. they don't take it easy on no, you. No, 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 no. Even though you've suffered some injuries. Yeah, but... That's rough. Yeah, it's all right. Wow. Keeps me humble, too. It's something my grandfather always <laughs> used to say was, would you rather be lucky or good? Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. But yeah. I think lucky, it gets you further. Yeah. Yeah. You need to have both, actually. But You, you do you know, need a little bit of both, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So talk about, you know, you, you brushed on the, the kind of the COVID thing and, and all that. And I think we're all getting kind of fed up with living mm -hmm. with this right now. But we are where we are. Yep. Just kind of talk about how that's been for you. I think if, I, if I've heard correctly, you've done a lot in the weight room. You've worked out with Jamie Collins mm -hmm. quite a bit, our, our strength and conditioning coach yep. and, and Zach Chase. Uh, maybe talk about that and how, how that's uh, maybe giving you a little more time to focus on that stuff. Yeah. Um, for me, it's been a little bit of a blessing and a curse because it's given me more, a little bit of extra time to focus on what my body needs to kind of prepare and also to just sit back and watch film and prepare mentally. And I'm fortunate enough to have facilities near me where I can train and I can train here and I think that here at St. Joe's with our lacrosse team, we've really just tried to build on the culture of what can we do outside of the field. You know, we can't play a game, but what can we do to get that edge, whether it's in the weight room or we're outside in the freezing cold working on our stick handling or we're communicating as a team watching film. So I think that We've really just tried to put our focus towards that, which I'm sure a lot of teams have. And obviously it's been a little bit a bit tough and we all want to go outside and play. But, you know, if we just focused on the negatives constantly, we'd mm. be in a rep. So we really just tried as a program to do everything we can with what we can do. And Jamie Collins has been awesome, really providing a program. He's made it so accessible, you know, and I was able to intern for him and watch firsthand just how much oh. effort he puts into making it happen for us athletes here. And, you know, I really appreciate everything he's done for us here too. I mean, he's, he's really kind of a, uh, a division one level mm -hmm. kind of coach. Definitely. He puts that much into it. It's yeah. pretty impressive. He's uh, the real deal. Yeah, he yeah. is for sure. And that must've been a good experience for you to enter. Yeah. Him. I learned a ton with yeah. him. He, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So what what's uh you know what's campus life like for you and, and for your friends and I know you room with Jordan Jabbar yep uh, the women's basketball player uh, so just 
you know, talk about what life is like now versus maybe uh, a year ago. Hmm. Life <laughs> is a little bit slower paced, but I would say I'm considered spaz to most of them. And I just kind of <laughs> walk around a lot, take a lot of walks. Um, you know, yesterday I was found a ball and like made a competition of how many times we can catch with one hand without dropping it. You know, we're just like finding a lot of little things. Um, we get like really hooked on Netflix shows that we actually don't care that much about, but we just like try to find stuff to be entertained with. I don't know. Campus life isn't too bad for me just because we still have the weight room and the field and mm. you can still go outside. It's not freezing cold, but definitely some weird little things that we do now that we wouldn't have done before. But, you know, I just feel lucky to be here and not at home and I'm having fun as long as we're all staying healthy. Right. Yeah, that's a good. That's well said. <laughs> that's well said. So what, what are some of the Netflix go to's? Oh, geez. Well, we just watched Bridgerton. I don't know if anyone else mm. is a fan of that show yet. Uh, Megan, <laughs> Megan. Megan is a, is a fan. Yeah, it's a little cliche, but it was good. <laughs> um, we watched movies. We started Handmaid's Tale, which might be a little bit too intense for us. We I don't know how much further we're going with that. Grey's Anatomy. I personally don't love that one, but they do. Mm. You know, nothing too out of the ordinary. I wish I could have like some really cool shows that made me sound really deep and complex, but yeah. no, nothing. I mean, like hand, Gossip, Handmaid's, Girl. <laughs> Gossip Girl. My, my nine-year-old daughter loves that show. Yeah. That's great. Uh, uh, you, you know, Handmaid's Tale, that's, that's pretty deep. Yeah, that it is be deep. deep. Maybe too deep. A little bit too deep. Yeah. 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 Uh, I recommend Ozark. Highly recommend. Oh Ozark. yeah, well I've already seen that. Okay, good. I might have to rewatch it just to get prepared for the new season. Yes, Ozark I, I have... might be like my number one. That's actually a terrific show. Yeah. But okay, well I think we've covered almost everything. Yeah, uh, what What do you drive? I mean, we don't know what you drive for a car. Yeah. Oh, just like a tiny little for... maroon Ford Focus that okay. my brother put a huge scratch on the side of. Oh man. Yeah, that's what I drive. Which brother? Jake. Okay. It's all right, though. I don't hold it. It adds a little character to the okay. car. You don't sound bitter at all. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's just one thing we didn't know about you. you know, so, um, do you drive anything else, like, like a car? Like, uh, you drive a, a Actually, a, another little fun fact to add to the podcast. I failed my license test six times, so we're just going to stick with the car and absolutely nothing else. Okay. So you're not going to be a pilot or anything? Any oh, day. God, no. That, that, no, no, that's no, no, certain no. death. Yep. Okay. Well, good. Hey, this was fun. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed talking with you and, and getting to know more about you and hear your hear your backstory. Uh, good luck this spring. I hope we really have uh, as close to a normal schedule as we can. That remains to be seen. But um, in the meantime, you know, get the most out of the practices and all the other things. It sounds like you are. So uh, but thanks again. This yeah, thank great. you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Well, folks, thanks for listening to Monk's Take Season 2, Episode 5. Uh, tune in next time when we have another Origins guest. We'll hopefully try to get uh, one of our fall coaches, perhaps Will Pike, on our next Origins podcast. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.